Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I am your host, Hanan Al-Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Empower to Grow. This is your host, Hanan Elbash. I have the honor and privilege to cross paths with people from across the world, women specifically, who are on the same mission of empowerment and of making sure that people in business stay in business and grow in business. Tierna Smith is with me tonight. Hi. <laughs> Tierney is um, the CEO and founder of iSuccess Consulting, and she's also author of CEO Life, and I'm loving this, so let's get started right away. Tierney, hi. Nice to Hello. Nice to meet Thank you. you. Nice, nice to, to meet you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Every time I get to talk about being an entrepreneur, um, I love it. I love it. Yep, same here. So let's start with where I usually start, which is what does empowered to grow mean to you? Like when you heard the, the phrase, how does it resonate with you or what does it mean to you in your own life? So what it meant to me was that you have the power to grow in any area that you want to. It has nothing to do with anybody else. You're able to take power back or take control and to make what you want to happen in your life, in your business, in your relationships, with your health. So it really is like you can be victorious over any situation that you have in your life. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. There's, there's always a way. There's um, always a way. You are a person who is empowered and you are on a mission to empower others as well. Can you tell us a bit about your story? So mine is a journey, right? So you know how a lot of people, they'll have something that is a wake-up call for them. Yeah. Mine was a long wake-up call. So <laughs> something it wasn't this one thing that happened that uh, just woke me up. It was mm -hmm. a, a journey. It was a journey. And so I started my first company when I was 19. And yep. uh, prior to that, you know, I grew up in a, a middle-class family, both of my parents there, they thought I was going to go and climb the corporate ladder. And I just knew that that was not for me. And so mm -hmm. I had a lot of <clears throat> wrong directions that I took that ultimately led me to this path. And so my spiritual journey probably started about maybe 12 or 15 years ago. And it mm -hmm. has been a um, a journey, whether it was me being in prison or me having miscarriages or me having to file bankruptcy, it was a journey. So people may see me now and I'm successful, but that did not happen overnight. It was a 20 plus year journey. Yep. And I think that's the point is um, the snapshot of life as it is right now and what social media is portraying, like, you know, oh yeah, it's easy for you to say you're where you are now. But as you said, part of your journey was filing for bankruptcies. It, so it's like financial management and everything kind of falls in, fall, it implodes on you. And I know how it is when you're kind of really, really strained for money and miscarriages. And I hear you there, but they're done that. And unfortunately, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's like this place where you feel part of your soul goes away with it and jail. So can you tell us a bit about that? Your oh, yeah, it was. <clears throat> What's funny is I tell people that 
God had been whispering to me and he had been telling me that I was going down the wrong path and Mm -hmm. I didn't listen. And so God is always speaking to us or your higher power, whatever you believe in, is always speaking to us. But most of the time we're so busy and we have so much going on that we're not able to hear them. And so mine started off as a little whisper and that Mm -hmm. voice just continued to get louder. And so one day it was like, you are going to accomplish your will. You are going to do what I have for you to do. And so I look at this experience as like my solitary confinement of Mm -hmm. where I had to sit down and really be able to listen to what God was wanting me to do. Not what I wanted to do, but what he wanted me to do, because I was, I was, I was straddling the fence. I was like, I want to walk in my purpose. I want to do what I'm supposed to do, but I'm really going to do what I want to do because God, I'm not really feeling like doing what you're telling me to do. And so it was at a, it was at a point where I could not do anything. Like for me, a lot of people are in prison mentally because they're fighting against themselves. They're fighting against their own beliefs. So mine, I was still fighting against myself, but I was also in a, in a physical prison as well. So most people until they um, connect with themselves. They're true and authentic with themselves. They're not living their lives for somebody else. They are in some form of a prison. That's true. That's true. And well, it's funny that you say that your journey or entrepreneurial journey at least started at 19. Cause I usually ask if you were to go back and impart advice on your 19 year old self, what would you tell her? Oh, it would be a whole book. It would be a whole book. <laughs> that's <laughs> another one. That's another one. I'm going to write that's for a her. whole other book. I think the one thing that I would tell her is number one, believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And number two, you are responsible for your own happiness and you are responsible to make your own dreams come true. Stop waiting for somebody to give you an opportunity. Go make your own opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Because you cannot be a victim and victorious at the same time. So you cannot complain and say, well, it's me, it's the man, it's the system, you know, it's the pandemic, you know, they're not giving money to small businesses, there are no good men out there, you know, whatever you're saying, you cannot say those things and then still manifest or still have the things that you want. So I think people are so not cautious of what they say. Mm -hmm. Like I did a free challenge and, and I had people for 24 hours just to observe what you say about yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you observe what you say, you would be surprised. You can't get something open or you drop some people. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. And you just yeah. don't realize, you know, the things that you're saying about yourself. That's true. I, I learned that's actually from Tony Robbins yeah. and uh, he dubbed the term transformational vocabulary. Oh, I and love that. that. That is a term, as you said, it's like the things that we're saying all the time. Oh, I'm so mad or I'm so stupid. And, and I actually became very conscious of that language that I started whenever someone's in front of me and a friend or, you know, one of my sisters or anyone is talking, I'm like, okay, sorry, time out. I'm sorry. I mean, I know you're, you're all agitated and emotional right now, but time out. Don't say this, say that. <laughs> and then there was Mel Robbins as well. And she actually had a whole also, I think it was like 30 days of called mindset reset. I and did again, that. it was about that. It was about, you know, just kind of transforming every single sentence And again, which is exactly what you were saying is taking the power back instead Mm -hmm. of just saying everyone, like Tony says this, every um, life happens for you, not to you. So making sure that you are taking that power back, understanding that pandemic, everything outside of you is not, is out of your control, but how do you transform this to serve you and to get over it one way or another, or transform the perspective. So, yep. I told you there's a lot of alignment. <laughs> we are kindred souls. Cause let me tell you the, um, what Tony was saying about the life has not happened to you. It's happened for you. 
that totally shifted everything for me. Because when you start saying life is happening for me, then you look at the opportunity in the situation. If you say life is happening to me, then you close the door and you're not looking for the opportunity. So you can say life is happening for me. What is the lesson that I am supposed to learn? And two other words that transformed, as you say, transformation of that vocabulary is one try. I started saying, and then stop anybody in their tracks. No, we don't try. We either do or we don't. That's yeah, it. That's and then the second one was, we don't say can't. We can say I can, or we can say I choose not to. Because yeah. when you say can't, it totally closes any door, any window, any possibility. But you can say, I can do this. I may not know how. I may not know the yeah. steps. But then you can change and say, I can do this. And then you say, okay, how can I do this? So when exactly. you say how, now you can start having ideas. But if you say yeah. can't, it just shuts your mind down. That's true. Your that's mind's true. like, okay, I'm going yeah, to sleep. That's true. And, and that is the work of mindset as well. Like for me, four or five years ago, I didn't even talk about mindset. I didn't know what mindset was. And then I had to shift my life around because again, I was in that victim oh my God, you know, I'm an expat. I, I'm like, I'm away from home. I'm a woman or whatever it is. I was always kind of finding the excuse outside of me for why things weren't happening until I started saying, okay, hang on a second. If I take this from a fixed versus growth mindset, from an abundance versus scarcity, from um, a positive versus negative even, and, and watching that transformation vocabulary in my head, the statements I've been using all the time where I'm giving away my power at every instance possible, now, how do I switch this around? And, and then Dr. Carol Dweck, of course, mindset and everything related to it. So I was like, okay, now we're talking. You know? Well, somebody has been doing their homework is all I have to say. Yep. Yep. Been you been diligently, <laughs> diligently doing it, working on it so hard. And, and as it you said, shows. I think when, when you do start saying, I have the power, then it becomes so much easier to as you are a work in progress, you're also supporting others. You're empowering others to shift their ways around and stuff. So, okay. Now we're going on the other end of the spectrum. We're asking your 90 year old self to send you a thank you note in a time capsule. What would it say? Thinking oh, you I love this question. I have never had this before. Mine would say, thank you for living full out. Thank you for leaving it all out on the table and mm -hmm. you are dying empty. So wow. I remember I heard the phrase and it says the most valuable place in the world. And this was Dr. Miles Monroe is a cemetery because yeah. people die with their dreams on the inside of them. And yeah. so for me, I made a commitment maybe about a year ago or a year and a half ago with the pandemic. And I said, I am giving it full out. I'm leaving it full out on the table. Even with my son, like when he plays basketball, I'm like, you leave everything out there on the court. So I say to every person, live your life full out, live it out loud and leave everything there. So that when you, when it's time for you to transition, you can say to yourself, job well done. I gave it a hundred percent. I live my life to the fullest. I don't want to die and be like, I wish I would have, or I wish I could have, or I wish I should have. I love that. I love that. I can't remember who said it now. There's also like, don't, don't die with your, with your song still in you or your music still in you. And I can't remember. Sing it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's it. And, um, as you said, I think with the pandemic, what made us stop and think is because everything was happening around us and everything was just driving us towards 
for me, it meant I had to stop and think, what's my legacy? What, what do I want to leave behind? Because I'm seeing young people, I'm seeing friends, you know, passing away and stuff. I'm like, okay, what do I want to leave behind? Where, what do I want to be known for? And um, it, it's that I actually tell our son the same thing. And I was like, did you make yourself proud today? Did you put in your best effort? Just, just knowing that you've done that, that is enough. Just knowing that you did not spare any effort just because eh, I'll put in another day. Mm -hmm. And I think what you said is so powerful is that you actually took the time to think about what you want your legacy to be. I think so many people are just on the treadmill of life, whether they're working a job, trying to climb the corporate ladder, break a glass ceiling, whether they're in their business, trying to make money, trying to grow. So a lot of times we're on this treadmill and we never take the time to say, well, what is it that I really want? What do I really want my legacy to be? So Mm -hmm. that that now becomes um, a guide that you use to make decisions. So yes, every opportunity that comes at you, it may be a good opportunity, but is it a God opportunity or a higher power opportunity for you? Is it in alignment with your purpose? And so if you never take the time out to get a visual or a picture of what that looks like, you're just going to be doing stuff just to be doing it. That's true. That's true. Okay. So you're on a stage, which I'm sure you've been. (laughs) Now you're talking to tens of thousands of women. And the topic is about being empowered to grow. What would be that last message you leave them with? Validate yourself. Turn inward and stop looking for people to validate you. And you validate your own self that you are worthy, that you deserve a seat at the table, that you deserve loving relationships, that you deserve self-care because self-care is self-love, it's not selfish. I would say to them, women, take the time out to do your own healing work. Take the time out to do your own healing work because when you heal, you vibrate at such a higher frequency that you attract like people into your life. So if you're attracting relationships or business opportunities or career opportunities that you don't like is because you're not vibrating at a higher enough frequency or a higher level. So do the healing work. Stop trying to change other people, change yourself. Oh my God. I could have said it better. It's just like, we were (laughs) saying the same thing (laughs) because that was for me. I mean, that for me was huge. It was like a kind of an aha moment that kind of really blows your mind away. And that was about four years ago where I had my first ever coaching session and the coach stopped me and was like, okay, time out. I was like, you know, what, what happens here? Cause I didn't know what, what to expect. And he's like, why are you using the statement over and over again within? And it was, again, it was my transformation vocabulary. It was inherent in in everything I'm saying, not good enough. Mm. And I realized that it was that I, I felt this was, and I say the story, I, I think I've said the story a lot. So I apologize for everyone who's hearing the podcast. But repetition, repetition, repetition. It, this was two to three weeks before earning my doctorate degree. And I still felt not good enough. I still felt like I, I, I needed that next carrot and stick. You know, I was following the next thing because I'm not validated. I needed that external validation. And I remember part of me, and I used to joke about it, it's like, yeah, I'm trying to get as many abbreviations after my name as possible to be validated, to sit at the table and say, hey, I'm worthy, I'm credible, listen to me. Until that point is when I started really facing inward and trying to look within me, or not trying, 
putting in the best effort to look within me. I'm still saying it's a work in progress. There are still times where I, you know, imposter syndrome hits in um, and everything, but I'm like, I've done so much work on this area. And even I called it the pandemic before the pandemic. It was like a few years ago, I said, we've got the not good enough pandemic that we've got to deal with because Mm -hmm. I could see it with everyone around me when I had that light shone on me into that. And because what happens is if you have external validation, if you seek that, you're going to always continue to raise that bar. Always. You'll get that. PhD and now you're like oh my gosh now I need to be you know Jewish doctorate you know then you know you keep going so a lot of us we're just used to being external validated because we nobody has taught us how to tune into our emotions nobody's taught us how to ask for what we want how Mm -hmm. to say no and no is you know no is a full sentence how to set boundaries that's just how we were raised or just how society is so sometimes even with society has negative um, connotations for women that know what they want and they go after it. They're aggressive. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're, they're too assertive. They're too yeah. ambitious, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's you having to look within your own mindset and say, these are the beliefs that I have. These are the thoughts that I have and they no longer serve me and be able to look and say, these serve me. I'm going to keep those. These do not serve me. I'm going to get rid of those. Yeah. And that, that's it. That's it. It's, it's, switching that around from external validation to internal gratification and fulfillment. And as you said earlier, it's like, you know, this is where you need to stop and you need to think, what do I want? How, and the other part is, what are my subjective success parameters? What do I want to achieve? Not what society is telling me I should be achieving because, you know, I ticked everything on the list and I was like, okay, I'm still not happy. (laughs) I'm still not satisfied. And now what, what, what do I need to do next to, you know, kind of have that gratification and it was just wasn't it doesn't come from outside it goes it it grows from inside Mm -hmm. and I also think as wives or as mothers we get engulfed in everything right and it's it's time for us to separate ourselves and say what do I need as a woman what do I need Mm -hmm. spiritually physically mentally self-care what do I need as a woman so a lot of times you have to shift your priorities because a lot of women they place their kids first or they place their business first or they place their marriage first and understand that you have to place yourself first because Mm -hmm. you can only pour out what you have so most of us are pouring out from our reserves or we're pouring out empty and you're supposed to fill yourself up and then pour out of your overflow so you have to decide as a woman first and foremost what is it that you want your goals. Now, of course, if you marry, it should be in alignment, you know, Mm -hmm. with the vision for the family, but you still have to understand as a woman, what is it that you want? And then you start going, you know, with your husband or your maid and, you know, your kids and then your business. So I think that women have to know that it is okay for you as a woman to understand what you need and that it's totally separate from your role as a wife or a mother, as a CEO individually, what do you need? That's so true. That's so true. And it's not selfish. It's self-love, it's self-care. Exactly. That's the highest form of self-love. So because you teach people how to treat you by how you treat yourself. Exactly. And and when um when I first started and it kind of I you know when you kind of organically grow into something and empowering women to believe in themselves and empowering women in business. And, and, you know, the word empower started showing up over and over in my life. The universe was sending it, God was sending it. It was just like, you know, that's the thing. 
And I used to get the conversations or the sneaky questions of why women, women, men need empowerment too. And I'm like, you know what? It's not, I'm like, I'm not against men. I'm married. I've got a son. I love men. No, I don't exactly. I love men. I I don't go around saying, let's kill them. (laughs) Let's torch them or whatever. Um, I don't do that. But what was very evident to me is the more we empower a woman, the more she becomes at the, at the epicenter of this positive impact ripple effect. I know I've seen personally the, the impact of how, when I'm transforming, I could see the impact on my husband and my son, and I could see it on my family, and I could see it with my friends. So we're kind of doing this. So when we do it, as you said, as a woman, we're playing so many roles and we're putting on so many hats and we're put, we have so many responsibilities on our plates that it's just by default, it just kind of flows out. So. It is. I agree. And I get the same thing because yeah. I, I get men need it too. And what's so funny is um, I have men that are in my program too. I target it towards women because I am a woman. I understand a woman. I understand what it's like to bet to, to work on having harmony as a wife, as a mom. I don't understand it from a male perspective. So yes, things that I teach men can absolutely apply, but I target women because I am a woman and I know the struggles of women. Yeah. 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 Tyrone, this has been exciting and I know we're not done. We still have the uncharted discussion to come, but um, where can our listeners and viewers find you in virtual space? Okay, in virtual space, I'm looking forward to meeting you. So on all social media platforms at Coach T. Renee, at Coach T. Renee, T-R-E-N-E-E, and on my website at theceo.life, theceo.life. And I have all kinds of free resources for you. And one is my um, free five-day CEO confidence challenge. And it really is a sum, a sum total of everything that we are discussing now. So make sure that you get that. It's free and it is transformational. It's a game changer. That's, well, you gotta go for it and you gotta understand that free has a lot of value and free is just your starting step. You got to invest. You've got to invest your resources. You've got to invest your time and your effort and your um, knowledge and your money to get to where you want. And as um, Tyrone was saying, you've got to envision it. You've got to have something you're working towards rather than just kind of keep on the hamster wheel. Tyrone, thank you so much. This has been thank so much you. fun. <laughs> well, you heard it. Validate you. And make sure that you know what you're working towards and believe in you and know that when you're empowered, everyone else in your life is empowered, whether you are a business person, whether you are a, a housewife or why do I say a housewife, a wife, a mom, uh, and a, a career woman, every role you're playing in your life, you have the power to shift things around for yourself, to move things around for yourself and to make sure that you become the best version of yourself possible so you don't leave any music within you when it is time to transition. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, I wish you love, abundance, and prosperity, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananulbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.